0: Netflix presents Inside Joke Space Force. I'm your host, Jimmy O. Yang. Make sure you grab your didgeridoo and your space cape because we might just bring Juicy back. Welcome to the podcast. Today we're talking about episode 104, Lunar Habitat of Netflix's Space Force, written by Lauren Hausman and directed by Paul King. General Nair volunteers for Dr. Mallory's lunar habitat experiment. Meanwhile, Aaron tries to throw a party, and Space
1: Force gets a snazzy new look. Oh, uh, also, FLOTUS' office called. The First Lady has some thoughts on Space Force uniforms. We have uniforms. Well, she thinks they could use some refinement. Handle it. Really? I don't know much about clothing design. No, No, make it go away! Your only job is to help me, so help me! I'll do my best, sir. Do my best. The last 20 seconds has reminded me that your best is terrible. Understood. I doubt it.
0: Our guests today include one of my favorite people on this planet, Don Lake, who plays General Brad Gregory, writer Lauren Hausman, and costume designer Kathleen Felix-Hagar. This episode, I got to, I mean, it's perfect, uh, Kathleen, to have you on because it, it, it is the costume episode, right? Yeah. And I always feel like it's so great to have a great costume designer. Of course, uh, you worked on the legendary show Veep, uh, you know, um, designing all those great costumes amongst many other things. I remember, Don, I don't know um, if you remember your first fitting with the show. I just remember how Kathleen <laughs> was like so open, kind of just has a, you know, a rack full of clothes and kind of just let me pick. And for me as an actor, I always felt like that's a great start in building my character.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because also, too, you want to see if you're in sync with them. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, wow. Like it can be you see clothes on the rack and you go, oh, wow, we are so apart on on who we (laughs) thought this person was going to be. But with Kathleen, all it was like it was literally I might have said it to Kathleen, whatever you want. Because they're all comfortable, which is key, right? I want to be comfortable. And then everything else was like, yep, I love that. I love that. You got to make the tough decision to pick which one. So whatever you want. Because it was a, it was a treat to have it that way. Well, it's Aww. easy for
0: Don because he looks good in
1: everything. <laughs> yeah, I can wear everything. I always joke. I can wear anything. I'm so kidding. I'm so kidding.
0: The, the military yeah. outfits, because we we made the show before the, space, uh, the real Space Forces outfit came out, right? Mm-hmm. So what what, was there some inspiration or did you work with Greg with that coming up with the general's outfits and also the spaceman's outfits?
2: I mean, I definitely worked with Greg a lot at the beginning. I mean, he's very uh, the thing about Greg, he's so creative and also so um, collaborative that it's a really an amazing process to work with him on on something of this scope. And I was um, slightly terrified when I took on the job, because when I realized the scope of the show, Um, I was a little daunted, but, uh, (laughs) it was really fun to come up with, especially the moon camo, which was, uh, very, uh, integral to the show and to the look of the show. Um, and that was, we discussed a lot of things, uh, but that when we sort of landed on that particular aesthetic, it just made Greg so happy (laughs) that... (laughs) That it was very nice, um, and then you know, doing tons of research for the other military uniforms and sort of basing it off of existing uh, Air Force uniforms, but just sort of taking it up a notch for Space Force, which I think I think they're very, um, I think they make everyone look very handsome, and I love that dark navy color because it to me it it's sort of like uh, represents like the blackness of space. It's Mm. like that really dark midnight blue background that we used for the uh, officer's uniforms, which was fun.
0: Yeah, and I gotta say, our camouflage works probably better than the real Space Force camouflage. Yeah.
2: Well, of course, I think so. <laughs>
0: I know. And 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 Lauren, of course, you wrote this episode, and the um, the great story we we're just talking about is uh, the FLOTUS uh, designing uh, or making fuck Tony and Brad design. Right. Uh, that relationship, I gotta say, is one of my favorites. The kind of bickering between uh, mm-hmm. uh, the one star general and the social media manager. And I think that was, that, that might've been like the first real time we seen it. It
3: right. was a big conversation in the room of, we just got Don Lake. We need to give him a big comedy story. Who do we want to pair <laughs> him with kind of thing. And it seemed like such a natural uh, spot to pair those two. We knew that they would be good together.
0: Honestly, nobody makes me laugh more on <laughs> set than you. Every <laughs> time Don oh, does anything, I just I just love it. Uh, and Don, of course, you came from you came from Improv Second City
1: in sure. Canada, right? Yes, yeah, Canada, and then when when they opened the first uh, Second City in L.A., that's what brought uh, me down from Toronto. Was like, okay, you know, I didn't have any family yet. I was I was married, but I just got married, so it was like, look at this is a time to go. So we went down and opened up the uh, Second City in Los Angeles on Santa Monica Boulevard. So you were the first wave of people to open up the Second City in L.A. In L.A., yeah, we were the first cast. Wow! Yeah, first cast. What year was that? Uh, it was actually we came down January of '89. Oh my God! And the theater was actually too elaborate. Uh, all we needed, you know, for for improv, is a cabaret kind of setup. Mm-hmm. Very simple, like a black box. But this was very grand. It had a, the Mayfair Theater had a balcony. It had trap doors, and but it was just a little premature in that. It didn't have the traffic from the Promenade Mall. It wasn't open yet. So it didn't have the foot traffic like they'd like. And then in LA, I'll just wrap up the second city here. But in LA, what's funny is because so many people work on the East Coast, like in Chicago and Toronto, you can can replace the entire audience to watch improv, the the Mm. improv set. But in LA, everybody would leave after the show. They wouldn't stick around for the improv set because they got to get up at five in the morning to deal with New York business. Oh, that's... So so it was an interesting time, but I got to... It was a great cast. and, uh, And so, yes, that's what's so fun about being with this group, this cast that we have now. Everybody is an improviser and everybody wants to play tennis. So it's so fun. It's so fun. And then I also think that we're a really generous group. We really enjoy, we enjoy each other's slant on comedy. Yeah. And so I would, you know, bless your heart. I'd hear you all the time laughing <laughs> at something, you know, or like Ben and I, when we got, we're, we're usually in the back of the mission control room. So like we're doing our own little one act play back there that right. maybe the camera sees, maybe it doesn't, <laughs> but it makes it fun every take because we all want to play together. You know, we all, we all want to improvise. And, and, and you're right. So, I got to think this is like one of the best, improvising
0: comedic cast and and john who's known as like a uh a dramatic actor he is so so good at that too i mean he's just a great actor and uh it's good to just know that if you throw something out the other person got it and they respond like they know the game which is awesome
1: because you're never you're never left hanging you're never left hanging Somebody will always get your back, or they'll know. Okay, that was the out. We'll just leave it there. But it's it. Yeah, it's and it's a great group for that. And John blew me away, Malkovich. Oh my God! I mean, you come know, on! Yeah. I wasn't expecting that at all. And and his stories he had about his kids. And it was so fun. The most fun I've had. You guys are great to hang out with in the hallway, too. You know, when we wait between scenes, you know,
0: because you would tell us stories about even back in the day on the Bonnie Hunt show. Right. Well, for you guys that don't know Canadian legend, uh, uh, you know, uh, Don Lake here, (laughs) uh, I got a little sheet written down. Bonnie Hunt show. And, of course, you've seen him in all the Christopher Guest movies. I forgot you were in Terminator 2. Right, that was a very dramatic turn. Do you still get like uh,
1: uh, uh, residuals from *Terminators* too? Yeah, it's about twenty-seven cents now. (laughs) And and you know what? There was this—I played this detective, and so the guy who was playing another detective on this, he would keep every day on a pad figuring out, okay, if the movie makes this much, if it grosses this much, we'll make this much, and if it grosses this much, we'll make this much. And I kept thinking, wow, let's let's not do that. Let's just not go there. Let's hope it does well. But and so I remember waiting for that first res- residual check, and it was nowhere near what that clown had had, had calculated <laughs> on his pad. He was off by a lot.
0: <laughs> I grew up watching that movie every week in Hong Kong. We had a, VC, uh, 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 a VCR, and that was like our thing. So it's international, man. You're internationally famous <laughs> now. Yes. Okay. But you know the pairing that I had later on with uh, Tawny, with uh, with Ben. I, I do wish I had more stuff with Don. So, yeah. what's like the genesis of some of those pairings, Lauren?
3: I think that you you start with kind of classic pairings when you're trying to establish new characters and see how they operate. But once you see how they operate with what the writers give them, but also what they're improving, you get a better idea for their dynamics, their personalities, and then you're like, okay, who's going to clash? Because all Mm -hmm. comedy is conflict. So you're like, okay, you want to take Ben Schwartz's character and you want to take Don's character. You know those two, no matter what the scenario is, they're going to butt heads. And that's where all your jokes are going to come from. So I think as the season evolves, the pairings start to get a little weirder. You you get more comfortable with what the actors are going to bring to it and just want to let them
0: go you know yeah 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 no that's great I, I love those scenes when you and Ben argue on the phone
1: he wants to talk to Flotus you want to hang up yeah
0: w- w- was there a lot of improvs on those days Don?
1: oh there was tons we literally would just keep going until whoever yelled cut you know <laughs> yeah. but that's the gift right it's the gift is letting them do it and look you know that a lot of it's not going to end up but it's actually it, it's actually interesting Lauren because then you can see a lot into the characters can't you if you get to at least at least watch a cut, not a cut, I shouldn't say that, but just watch a playback.
3: It was very hard on this show. When The Room started initially, we didn't um, have our cast yet. So we were, we got to a point after Table Reads where we had to play a little bit of catch up to make sure that that everybody was getting what was gonna make them look strongest and be the funniest.
1: Mm -hmm. Wow, right. Yeah, but but no, we would we would every take. Well, you know, Jimmy, like every take, you just you'd improvise something, and then if we got to go again, it was like, oh, fantastic. Okay, I, I know. And then those two people scenes are the most fun, especially if you yes. get to cross shoot it on a two shot. Then you
0: don't lose any of the improv. Yeah. Whereas some of the launch room scenes, we have to be a little more in script because right. I have to match in the background what I'm saying when Mark is making his big speech in the front. Right. So right. I love those kind
1: of two people pairings that yeah. that, that we started you, doing. You can tell. Uh, for from watching what I've watched of the show you can t- you can tell when it's like a two person three person scene, everybody kind of just eats it up, don't they? It's just, oh you uh, get, yeah, yeah the
0: joy and the and the and the looseness of it and we we live for those things
1: you know yeah. as comedic actors yeah, the screen was daunting like in the in the launch room oh that was yeah, and that's amazing. a practical screen yes.
0: Yeah. What did they say? It was a hundred. I think it's twelve by twelve. So uh, you know, if my math is right, there's 144 screens. Right. And every screen, I forget how much it was. It, it ends up to be like a, a half a million dollar thing. I think. Yeah. Right. And I, I've been pitching since day one that we should watch the Super Bowl on there. <laughs> Boy, I hope we do. I hope. Yeah. We get if there's a
3: Super Bowl this year. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. 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 <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's so great that i have kathleen and and lauren on here because because i wanted to know the process i just reread the script i watched the episode because um did did the costume come first or did the script come first because in the script uh you know julio's saying why why there's so many buttons it points at you know uh whatever and then it's like why do we even need a cape so which came first in that process
3: it was a little back and forth. Like we brought some ideas to Kathleen. Kathleen beat it with everything she brought to us. So then we had to adjust what we had put in there.
2: <laughs> yeah, but a lot of it, uh, Lauren was in the script. You know, it was like you know the space force on the back of uh, uh, Don's pants. You That's know, my that favorite. was. Yeah, I know that that was so fun to do. It was such a little small thing but I remember when um Don you were walking to set like outside of the stage and everyone (laughs) was just like watching you walk into set and it was so funny to see everybody's face because it was just this very unexpected (laughs) funny thing that should
0: be real merchandise we sell like a juicy space force pants
2: yeah yeah (laughs) but most of it was in the script and then um talking with Lauren and and uh Greg, you know, gave me a little bit of leeway to come up Mm -hmm. with some other things too. So that's what's so great about you. You were talking about improv with actors, but it's also for me, the show has been so collaborative on so many different levels, like, you know, with the writing and with Greg and with the art department, it's, it's been a very cohesive thing. Like it's a living, breathing organism that just keeps kind of growing and morphing into something wonderful. So it's been a really creative, fun job for me.
3: There was a couple <laughs> of really fun parades where Kathleen just brought in a bunch of extras dressed up and she was like, more or less? And we, the room would sit there and be like, mm, more, <laughs> you know. then she would bring more to it. But it was fun to see how extreme we could get before we were like, well, now that's too much of a gag. You, you don't want to go
0: too far.
3: <laughs> it has to be realistic.
0: <laughs> that's so cool. You basically get to have your own fashion show.
3: It was, they were, I really loved the, um, very Italian-inspired uniforms that the guardsmen at the door kind of ended up wearing. Yeah, yeah was, was
0: that the beret <laughs> one that, that that ended up?
3: They had these like kind of like tight
2: things on their chest. I don't even remember what those were. They, they were, were like- yeah, they were like harnesses, and then it had we embroidered Space Force on it with a very tight turtleneck and a very high hat. They were very sort of Italianesque, Eastern European-inspired sort of silhouettes that we sort of just made yeah it was a fine line to sort of make it um funny and believable so that right. was the challenge yeah
0: and that's got to be so fun did you have any inspirations or you just freestyle the whole thing because the julio outfit looked like you know like a nutcracker outfit <laughs> yeah
2: then, well I, yeah, yeah i mean i based him off the little mouse in dumbo so that's what that oh. was for
1: so <laughs> that's fantastic
2: yeah so you no know, it's so much fun research and inspiration and looking at existing uniforms and then just sort of going a little, trying to get into the head of FLOTUS to see what she thought was sort of fashionable and chic also. So right. it was fun.
1: Yeah. She's a fashionable lady. You know, that's one of those days, <laughs> Kathleen, you mentioned, uh, you know, walking, you know, you're on the set and you're talking to everybody. And then it's like, Oh, there's a break. I'm going to go back to the trailer. And you walk across the lot and you forget that that's written on your, your butt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But what was what is so fun about those days with those great, great uniforms, those great costumes with the cape or that kind of that Tawny had that kind of it was a perfect cape. It looked really fashionable. But when you see people like that walking on the lot, that's when you go, hey, I'm in show business.
2: That's true. I know it's fun.
1: It is. It's a it's a very cool feeling. And I bet, Lauren, for you, it must be fun. You know, you're in the writer's room all day or you're working by yourself. When it's time, hey, you're gonna, they're going to come by with some costumes. We're going to get a little show. What a nice break, huh?
3: Oh, yeah. Looking at the original conception of Steve's character and what he would wear when he was out of uniform, I think also very much inspired how we approached him. And he had this very, like, George Bush at the ranch vibe, I think, was what they were going for. Yeah, just like the the like suede they they were like, we can't make him look too much like a city slicker. But I, I think as a writer for me, talking about what you're talking about, seeing everybody in costume, everybody was so jealous that I got the episode where we would see Steve <laughs> in a spacesuit. I think uh-huh. everybody was gunning for see him in a spacesuit kind of thing. Yeah. So it was very yeah. fun to also see that very heavy, very hot costume that he had to wear on that. Yes, that
0: looks extreme. How, how much did that weigh?
3: He had to actually pull
2: himself up on, like, a chin-up bar to get yeah. into that costume. Wow. Yeah, it was, like, separated into two pieces, the top half and the bottom half, and it was on a platform. So he had to, like, climb up a little ladder, sort of lower himself into the oh. legs, and then uh, a technician would put the 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 top part on and it was very heavy and it was also very hot. So before he even got in it, he had to put on like this cooling suit to keep his body temperature (sighs) so he wouldn't overheat and things like that. And it was very cumbersome suit, which at first um, Greg was a little like he wanted it to be a little bit more high tech, but then seeing how he moved in it and what the story was in the episode Um, of him running in the desert and all of that. It just, the more cumbersome this suit was, I think it just helped the comedy of it. Yeah.
1: That must've been a fun thought though. It's like, he's going to be in a spacesuit. work. What can we do with that? Make him run in the desert. (laughs) 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 That's fantastic. Was that based on a real space suit or is it like an outdated, like
0: uh, uh, a Apollo space suit?
2: It's a real, it's a real space suit. Yeah.
0: Wow. Really?
2: Yeah. That we were able to use a lot of um, existing, Spacesuits, um, you know, they weren't like up to the technical specs of an actually mm-hmm. going into space, but they were replicas of things that were very uh, that have been used. So that was fun.
0: Because I remember there was a conversation of using like a real, real new spacesuit. It was like a million dollars or something insane, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, even to build a prototype of a spacesuit was very expensive, and um, I was working with a a. a designer that does a lot of these spacesuits. And I, when they came back with the price, I was like, you realize he's not actually going into space. <laughs> yeah, 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 It doesn't have to be a vacuum, it's fine. It was like, he doesn't really have to be able to breathe outside of a spaceship in this thing. But, um, so, I mean, be fun next season, fingers crossed to mm-hmm. design the official space force spacesuit that would be
0: very fun. Yeah, that would be super cool. And now we got some information of the real space force. You saw that they just released their yeah. flag? Oh, really? I didn't see it. So, so they brought it into the White House and the president was there and John Raymond, the real space force general was uh, pull, they pulled out the real space force flag and it looks much worse than ours. I bet it does. <laughs> I bet it does. I I was just saying, like, if 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 we would have came up with that Space Force flag logo, the real one, I think Greg would have rejected it and been like, okay this is too much of a joke. You know, like what you're saying, Lauren, like this is too much of a joke. It's too on the nose. Come on, come up with something better. But that's what they came up with. Can you imagine how jealous they are? Oh, so the press conference, they've seen our trailer. And uh, they know that Steve's playing, you know, uh, the general. And they asked the general, and the general was like, well, I thought Bruce Willis was going to play him. Uh, What I got to say to Steve is uh, he should go get a haircut. Like, just like a nothing, like whatever. But I guess, I think he likes it. And And then the next day, after our trailer dropped, they dropped their real recruitment video. (laughs) Yes, I noticed that. Oh, man. Um, So in in the A story, we're talking about the spacesuit, you know, uh, with Mark going into lunar habitat. Which is awesome. Was that inspired by something? Was that inspired by like the Martian or something like that?
3: Yeah. Well, I had actually, I had listened to a podcast about, um, there's a Mars habitat in Hawaii that people have just been rotating in and out of for a couple of years. And it's mostly civilians, but the part of the podcast that stuck out for me was like, they were like, we get a van and they drive us to the middle of nowhere. And then you're kind of alone trying to figure out how to get along with people. And that felt like such a great story for Mark, for Steve's characters. What do you do with a guy that hasn't gotten in touch with his feelings that now is trapped with them? And he kind of has to look inward instead of looking outward, which, you know, he's good at looking up into space and absorbing all that, but not at feeling his feelings. And the the irony of all of it is how relevant it's become to this moment right now of people being stuck and yes. having to just kind of exercise at home or get along with people in a tight space. It's, it's weirdly... Um, you know, just a very present moment kind of snapshot.
0: You, you have to be very introspective. It's, it's <laughs> dealing with your own demons, kind of. It, it's mm-hmm. scary. And right. I think that's why the episode is so good. It, it reminds me, like, I think the show in general, you guys in the writer's room did such a great job because it, it has the big pieces. It has the great plots. But at the same time, it's like the Sopranos, you know, you're interested in seeing this general, this mafia guy, but then he goes to therapy to see the right. deep dive into his emotions. Right. Were were potatoes a real possibility of growing on a lunar habitat?
3: Yeah, potatoes is a 100 percent real thing. I think that's why we went with potatoes and then doubled and tripled down on potatoes. They're apparently very (laughs) easy to grow in those environments. They're basically little greenhouses that they build that let a lot of light in and it kind of keeps some of the humidity and moisture in. So,
0: yeah. Whose idea was the didgeridoo?
3: <laughs> I think it was mine. I was very obsessed, by, uh with this artist in New Mexico <laughs> that did a lot of sand art, and we just took that character to you know the most extreme places
1: that we could. Oh, I love <laughs> Jerome. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. yeah, Michael's so good too. Michael Hitchcock. Yeah, d- didn't you work with him on some Christopher Guest movies? Yeah, a lot of most. I think all. I think Michael was in all of them as well. Yeah. No, he's he's tremendous. He's tremendous. And so it was so fun to see him and see him in the habitat with Steve. Yeah.
3: He did some great improv with that didgeridoo.
1: <laughs> yeah, He did?
3: Yeah, that scene where where uh, Steve is kind of folding his bed and he's singing that little song. I, I don't think that we had planned so much that he would play the didgeridoo to the beat of it the way that he did.
0: He actually played it?
3: I don't know if it was done in post or not. Maybe <laughs> Maybe he's playing it. I don't know. Yeah, is it just like
1: a big kazoo? I was just going to say that, Jimmy. I was going to say, that's the way it felt, like a giant kazoo. Because it sounded yeah. like he was just saying the words in the thing. And-
0: yeah. There's no yeah. notes or anything. Yeah. And and one of my favorite lines in the episode or the sequence is uh, Mark's flashback and his dream of, <laughs> uh, uh, Daddy, give us some more cream. Nice. <laughs> that is because during the flashback it's so wonderfully sweet with this young daughter and taken out of context is the grossest thing on the planet i great. remember
3: when i put that in the draft i was like it's one of those things that's either gonna get cut or greg's gonna be excited about it you don't know sometimes you put something in and he's like what is this
0: oh, he- oh it wasn't an outline <laughs> you put it in the draft
3: oh yeah yeah
0: that's so fun um and and i always try to spend some time talking about uh John Malkovich in every episode, yeah. uh, and 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 I don't know if people know this, but John is a fashion designer. He has oh, a yes. European fashion brand. You can look up John John Malkovich designer. He used to have a spring collection. I don't think he does that anymore. Um, but I noticed that I I remember one of the things I asked John. I'm like, did you you look so stylish? Like Mallory looks so stylish. Are these some of your own clothes? You know, and uh, but I think. Uh, Kathleen, it was it was mostly uh, wardrobe, right? And and, and how, how did yeah. that genesis that character work?
2: Um, it was really fun to work with John. I was um, slightly intimidated for the first time to meet I him. I think that's everyone. It, yeah, join it's the like club. Yeah, John Malkovich and I. You know, he has this sort of intensity that he brings to everything. So I was a little. I just wanted to get it right, and then knowing that he has such an exquisite sense of fashion himself. And he has a very particular way of wearing clothes. Um, But then talking with the writers and with Greg, just wanted to give him sort of a a warm and more texture as opposed to Steve's very sort of cold and clean lines. So I wanted to have a lot of warmer tones for Mallory. So when John came for the first fitting, of course, he was lovely and Mm -hmm. just put me at ease right away and – I think that's sort of the nice surprise of working with him is that he is mm-hmm. the kindest,
1: Absolutely.
2: gentlest, most charming, fun person. I mean, the whole cast is amazing, but I think because I had this idea that he was going to be just very intense and he just uh-huh. was just a warm sort of mush pot, which was just <laughs> a joy. Yeah. But it was really fun to do the the fitting with him and, The way that I could tell that he loved all of his clothes in the fitting is that we sort of went over everything, talked about the concept of Mallory, and then he started trying things on. And, you know, you pull things from all sorts of stores and, you know, some things work and then what doesn't work, you return Everything he put on, he would cut the price tag off, <laughs> and I was, and I sort of would panic. And, and then I was like, I guess that means he likes it all. And then I was like, I hope Greg likes it because there is a, the floor was littered with cut off clothing tags and price that tags. That is such I a good like, move.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a I legendary like, move, right? So is that what you do? Is that the key to what you do to make sure you get those clothes?
2: I I mean that was that was his key and um I I've, I've never had that happen before and I thought it was just I couldn't tell him no so right. He right. Just, Did he bring his, bring his own pair
0: of scissors? Like he just has like a... No,
2: he very politely asks for a pair of scissors. Wow.
0: And then he just goes cutting. Kind of, yes. That is such a good move because he can't return it anymore. Yes. It's his. Yes. What I do, this is the amateur hour version of this, <laughs> is, you know, when you put on the costume, you know, Kathleen takes a picture and then to send to you know the producers. So what I do, I I would like be kind of like do a frown in the pick in the clothes I don't really like, and then I'll smile like really nicely with a thumbs
1: up on the one I like. But that is brilliant. So you're going to keep scissors out of the dressing room there area where you have the fittings <laughs> now. Yeah,
2: I'm going to hide them from Jimmy. For young <laughs> yeah. actors out there, only
0: John Malkovich has the right to do that. Okay, yeah. nobody does I, I that. Really- or else
2: I really think that's a solo move for Mr. Malkovich. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How mad would you be if I went into the first day and I started (laughs) clipping price tags? I would get fired, I think.
2: (laughs) We had a good first fitting, I think, Jimmy, you and I. We had fun. Oh,
0: it was was great. Because, like, the last show I was on, Silicon Valley, uh, you know, Christina Mongini was great. And, a lot of the clothes were supposed to look bad because these characters don't know how to dress, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'm playing a scientist in this one. So scientists is not known to be like, you know, hot or like wear fitting clothes. But I think the first thing is like, yo, let's make you look good. Like, why not? And yeah. I, that was so yeah. great. Everything was like slim fit. And one of the things you guys did, which is Prada, don't even do this shit. And, and yeah. it's so high end is say, say there's a button up shirt, right? Kathleen and her team puts buttons in between the buttons, like snap buttons, so it fits perfectly
2: flat oh. on your
0: chest, and it's the greatest thing ever.
2: Huh? I know. I, I know you really like that little trick, Jimmy. So
0: <laughs> maybe I shouldn't say that. Now that everybody's going to no, be asking for it.
2: No, it's all good.
1: See, my my thing was it's what I would anticipate when I'd open the trailer door is is it going to be short sleeve or long sleeve? <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh right brad wears a lot of short sleep right in this one yeah or, or and then if steve's in his full i forget what you call it now uh class a class a right then i would get i have to mirror him in class a but it was yeah. fun doing the show in in the in the in the jacket and pajama bottoms and slippers that was like that was great fun and that t-shirt well the space force t-shirt yeah. again draws it's so cool looking i mean you want to have that yeah. yeah, it's so simple too. Yeah, yeah.
2: All the all the graphic design with the production designer Susie Mancini, they just did such a beautiful job with all the logos. And yeah. So we worked really close with them as far as you know, things like the T-shirts we printed and all of that. So that was fun.
1: Were, were, I have a question, Kathleen. Sorry, Jimmy. Uh, was it was you know those moon suits, the camouflage uh, thing? Was, was it ever? Did you ever run anything that was not the craters? The crater look?
2: No, we just did that. Yeah, we and that the pattern that we use is the existing pattern that um, both the Army and the Air Force use currently. So it's a a, a real uniform, but we just did it with our fabric and then our patches and our you know all the the gap that you guys have is all Space Force. But um, yeah, yeah. No, Greg just loved that fabric right away, and he you know. there were a few
3: initial extreme pitches in the room of like it's a leotard with stars and galaxies and Greg was like no it's not it's not that 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 was an example of bridge too far moment of let Kathleen figure it
1: out (laughs) Uh, that's great
2: how How many
0: of these fatigues did we end up making because there was like a ton of extras right we must have a whole army surplus store by now (laughs) we
2: have a lot of uniforms I think we ended up making um, 75 sets but you know uh, all the principals had them and um in multiples and we had a really amazing core group of extras that we fit the extras at the beginning of the season and then for the most part they all were in almost every episode and they all had a class a uniform a class b and a fatigue so every extra had their own little closet and um i think it just lended an air of realness and credibility to the show that you would see all the same sort of background faces all the time um it was, and they were great. They were they, so into it. They were it.
0: so happy to be there, and it really yeah. became kind of like a family vibe. Because so many times you don't know what to expect with background and extras, like you know, I, I'm always very friendly. John Malkovich uh, is very friendly to them, which is they got to think that's the coolest thing. Like 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 Don, I, I think that's got to be a couple of extras that you always standing in the back line with. Because with right. me, it's all the scientists, and I I know like Mary, I know all their names and stuff, and and yeah. they're like they're great. We became kind of like a little family.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, your your buddies in the back, your buddies close to you, the, the ones you talk to in between the takes and stuff. Yeah, and they were all nice people and all were so excited about the show, too. Everybody thought it was such a great idea. Such a great idea. Brad! Go away.
0: You better not be making that phone call, Brad.
1: I am. I'm ending this.
2: Brad, sweet Brad, don't ruin this for us. So, what do you think?
1: Uh, that's a great question. Uh, You ask, uh, very good questions.
2: And the answer is?
1: Ma'am, this is very difficult for me to say, but the uniforms, well, they're just not working for us. I'm sorry, but respectfully, we can't go in this direction.
3: Okay. We'll
2: send some more options.
1: Sounds good. Come on, Brad!
0: brilliant scene it's, it's so well acted by Don uh, so true to the character but it's so well written as well because you think he's finally doing it and then, and then it's the up and down of it the plus and minuses that
3: moment at the end where Don gets so frustrated with himself is I think the epitome of that character a
1: little bit I was I was drawing on a lot of myself in that one <laughs> it's so
0: great and, and there's some a, a really sweetness to this general Brad, uh, I mean not Brad, Jesus. Uh, uh, Don, <laughs> Don, when you're preparing for this character, did, did you think about like 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 how'd you go about preparing it? Do do you know? Because it is kind of a mystery his relationship uh, with with Mark and how this guy is a one star general.
1: Uh, absolutely. I, all I ca- like at the germ of it always is is I am just completely Brad is just completely devoted to General Naird. His mm-hmm. complete devotion. So I, uh, there's never a bad day. Every day is a good day. Whatever he wants is fine. He can say whatever he wants to me because he doesn't mean it. And then, <laughs> and then when I did find out that I pulled him from an F-35, right, a burning F-35, mm-hmm. then it's like, well, Brad can never be fired. I mean, he saved his life. Right, yeah, yeah, and that's that's I think comedically the fun of it too is as bad as he and stupid as he is and incompetent, he's completely incompetent. Uh, he, he can't be fired. I yeah. mean, that computer screen I have on my desk is just it's always I don't know what to do with it, it's just there. It's looking at <laughs> me, Yeah, what I'm do you imagine <laughs> is
0: even on that screen
1: the TGI Friday's menu? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, um, but that's very funny. Yeah, because there's nothing on my screen. I don't know how to use it. I, I'm barely familiar with the keyboard. I just have. A, I make a lot of notes, manual notes, and I like the phone. And I'm most comfortable with the walkie-talkie, which you see in in the pilot. I think <laughs> that with, thing is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's just uh, Brad. Is completely devoted to uh, General Nerd. Uh, so I and so I think that's why he doesn't try to learn the computer because he's not going to fire me. One. <laughs> right and and there's also
0: i think there's an endless probably that that we just finally there's an endless well of surprises that brad could bring and i think we're tapping into a little bit because one of my favorite scenes is the weightlifting scene it's so short <laughs> but, but, like I, I think we trim some of it right like yeah. when i saw like the initial cut of it it was so
1: freaking funny can you walk us through maybe some of the improvs you did and that whole a weight bar story yeah. So the the weight thing uh, was like, oh, okay, this is great. This is fantastic. And I remember saying to the guys, uh, you're going to make the bar like it's not going to be weighted very much, right? And he said, oh, no, no, it's a prop bar. And then when it came time to lift it, it was like, well, that's not a prop bar. <laughs> this thing's like 25 pounds. And of course, the guy who's doing it, who built it is like Popeye the Sailor Man. I mean, he's huge. Right. Right. Huge, enormous. And he's thinking, you're having trouble lifting this? No, 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 I'm not. I'm just thinking it's a little heavier than i thought that's all <laughs> but it, it helped with the character so yeah the lift and then you go up and then i would i would i would hold it for a while then i'd let it drop all the way to the ground and then i'd say oh i've, I've it's been a while now but it was just like a lot of who was who was did you see me do that <laughs> yes you saw me do that and, and 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 every take i would try to make it different um with what you'd say afterwards what we just improvised but it was so much fun it was so much fun doing that and again you know I don't know this would be a this would really be a great show if you could ever put together you know an outtake reel or oh you know my what God, I mean yeah. because there there's we're all given the gift of letting the scene run a little long so we can play and so unfortunately I can't remember specifics of the, with the with the weightlifting but I know that is one of the instances where I did a lot of improv after that and as we all do and it would be it would be fun to be able to have a, a composition of all these shows. That would be great. And, and here's a run-on of the scene. Here's what we didn't see, you know?
0: Yeah. I, I don't think Netflix sells Blu-ray DVDs, right, on their shows, do they? Because that's usually on the outtake, you know, on a DVD right. extras. Right. They right. did choose
3: your own adventure though. So maybe you could choose your own outtakes. You want to see Don uh, lift the barbell or drop the barbell. Sort of. <laughs> right. Brilliant
0: suggestion of a writer. That's, that's no, that's so smart. That's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any hopes and dreams of great character pairings, either from Don or from Lauren, even from Kathleen, that we want to see, you guys think? What do you mean? With, like, suggestions of... of uh... I, I have no oh. power in the show. I'm not... No, saying. no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. What, what's, like, your dream pair uh,
1: uh, uh, in this? Uh, for? I, w- I know I would like to do a scene with you and Ben. Oh that'll be so fun. You know, and I was thinking it was it's like maybe maybe some diplomats from another country come to come to the town, come to Colorado to view the Space Force headquarters. And yeah. everybody's busy doing something so there's nobody left to entertain them except you, me, you, me and Ben. Oh, that was And so, so And fun. so we take them we take them out for a night on the town. But yeah. I think what would be fun is seeing the difference in the places that we take them. Like, I take them to an Applebee's. You might take them to, you know, a funky club. And, and Ben might take them to Lord knows what. Yeah, but, yeah, 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 You yeah. know, And see the three of us surviving the, the, with the diplomats of the night doing oh, that.
0: Th- that would be a, such a great trio. There is a scene later on in the season where it's you, Ben, and John. And I right. think that that's – you. Can, I can tell you guys were loose. You guys are having fun improving uh and going off script. Like, that That kind of trio will be
1: really, really fun to kind of cultivate. Just because you – you can really see our personalities and the character personalities in that because of the different places we go, right? It's yeah, like what they can, think about each other. Exactly. You know, exactly. I, that's, I, I don't think I, I had a chance to have a scene with you this year,
0: Don. No, no. And, that would and, be my dream. Well, my, mine right back at you. If I may here, uh, maybe I can we, we can ask the audience of even, you know, uh, fun uh, fan suggestions of uh, what do you guys think will be the best combo? Because that's a lot of what we talked about today. And uh, what would you like to see Don wear next season?
1: <laughs> yeah. I was so jealous of the guys in the spacesuits. I was so jealous because I'm you like a were? space. Uh-oh. I'm a space nerd. You know, I love that stuff. I've seen like my God Apollo thirteen three hundred million times, but and and we even know the ending. But you still watch it. But yeah, <laughs> I was I was so envious. Like I would say to Owen Daniels all the time, you know, and Hector, it's like look at look at what you get to wear. Look at that suit you're putting on. You know, mm-hmm. but that but it, yeah, it's fun. I think uh, you get to fantasize when you're in lucky to be in a in a show like this mm-hmm. you
0: know absolutely well thanks guys this has truly been great i'm so glad all three of you were on at the same time uh, don lake canadian acting legend <laughs> kathleen felix Hager, and of course our writer lauren houseman thank you guys i appreciate this thanks jimmy thank
2: you thanks, thanks jimmy everyone.
0: this has been inside Jokes space force i'm your host jimmy o yang Join us again for even more Space Force right here on the podcast.